Now that you've found us, check out Whistable Town's football news at Belmont Banter. Well, hello, Steve. Good good morning, it is. I was just going to say good afternoon. I was so used to doing these in the afternoon, but it is good morning. Good morning, Tony. Um, how are you today? Yeah, good, good. Uh... Oh, that was good. Um, well, it's about the ground, actually. I, I'd like to start. But first off, the very, very first question is that you've had a donations page running, and I've been watching the total going up and up and up. And uh, I know the target was 5,000. How far are you off that target now? I think we're about £170 as it stands off that target. So absolutely fantastic achievement for all our supporters, community, and in particularly some of our youth, Jack and Theo Santa, they uh, stepped up and uh, did some fundraising for us. And also one of our under 11 steps decided to run a marathon over a period of a week to uh, raise money for us. Absolutely smashed his target and uh, raised over a thousand pounds so that was absolutely fantastic to see and really not just from the money being raised but lovely to see that you've seen what they're part of the club now and uh, wanting to raise money to help uh, see the club in good stead. Well that couldn't have been a better intro if I'd have asked it myself because one of my questions to you was going to be about the integration of the uh, junior setup with the senior club. Now you would well know and most people connected with the club will know that Historically, although we've tried very, very hard, we've never been able to amalgamate the two clubs together uh, for whatever reason in its history. We won't go into that now. But uh, thankfully, with your connections with the junior club, uh, then becoming uh, chairman of the senior club, you've managed to achieve that. But my real question is, how have they felt becoming members of the, the senior club? How has it worked out for them? I, I think it's, it's worked out really well, far better than we expected. You always expect when you're bringing two clubs together um, and there's a bit of history there that there's going to be a few bumps in the road. But I'm pleased to say there haven't been. Everybody was part of the decision. That was something that we wanted to make sure, you know, when I started first talking with Joe about bringing the two clubs closer together and working together. There was never a vision of, of me becoming chairman or him stepping down, but that's how it progressed. We discussed it in length with the managers and coaches of the youth and we all felt it was the right thing to do, right for the club right for the children within the youth and you know we really set out our vision to create pathways right way through from when children start with us at six going the right way through um, with that possibility of playing senior football. Well that's absolutely fantastic and I know that uh, when it was the idea was first sort of put about the club there were quite a few raised eyebrows because I know a lot of the members won't senior members won't mind me saying so but we were a bit in and I'll include myself in that we were a bit entrenched in the same old, same old and the ways that what things were done. But, um, you know, this is a breath of fresh air. You guys have come in. A lot of younger blood, which I've been uh, advocating for years that we needed around the football club. And it really has done wonders. It really has. Yeah, it's, uh, it's important when you, I think, when you come in, you've got a fresh set of eyes. So you do see things, but it isn't just coming and change everything. There's no point having change for change's sake. I was very mindful of making sure that any changes we made were consulted on, uh, discussed, and, and, and for the better of the club. It's all about bringing the two clubs together, making the club sustainable and uh, self-funding, and really creating those pathways, as we said, for the, the kids to come through, uh, the youth football, to the academy, to the reserves, and then hopefully you know, some of those players we'll have that opportunity to play the first team. Well, and to that end as well, you've uh, you've brought in an academy, which has been, well, absolutely astounding 
the growth in the last, let's say, two years um, has been just amazing. And uh, the, how are they feeling with uh, the way things are going as well, the academy? The academy's going from strength to strength. Josh Algar, uh, Football Futures, who runs the academy on our behalf, he's worked uh, really hard to, to, to build that uh, academy up along with the club. And, you know, we, we just uh, entered our third year. We can now announce that we're um, now in the uh, National Under-19s Alliance League. So uh, um, that's a, 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 a tough league. It's, you know, good standard of football. So it, uh, it, bridges that gap. it bridges that gap, sorry, a little bit further in, in that transition to them being able to play uh, senior football. So, um, yeah, the academy goes from strength to strength. And um, I, I understand that uh, this uh, season, Josh has got um, a good uh, uh, set of uh, students coming in which will hopefully uh, you know, make the cut to, uh, to, to go in his first team um, for that league. And you've been um, very mindful of the fact that you've had to build bridges between two sections of the club and also that you needed to reach out for sponsorship. But uh, you've been very, very successful. And I would say very lucky as well to have uh, Fibertech UK Limited on board as the main club sponsor. Apart from all the other sponsors that there are, and they're balls around the ground, uh, it's, there's too many for me to run it into now. But perhaps you could tell me a little bit more about your connection and indeed the involvement of Fibertech UK Limited. Yeah, um, Stephen Bell from Fibertech, they approached us. They were fairly new to the area. He's got some uh, um, you know, history in supporting clubs elsewhere and said that he wanted to support us. And uh, his support has been absolutely fantastic. You're not only being uh, last season the first team sponsor and also helping out with uh, costs here and there in the close season is, um, you know, and whilst we're dealing with the uh, um, non-football during the pandemic, he's provided uh, support uh, both financially and in the way of uh, supplying us a lot of materials to uh, enable us to get a lot of jobs that we needed to get done at the club and also one or two jobs that were on the wish list for when funds presented themselves. And that's what we've been busy, busy doing over the last uh, um, five, six, um, uh, getting all that work done. So without their support, that just wouldn't have happened. We've had in the past where we've had sponsors and they've been almost like a, a remote sponsor, where you're very happy for their involvement financially. But when there's a bit more of an emotional attachment, it does work both ways, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, that's one key thing for us, I think, with our, all of our sponsors is to you know, not just ask them to support the club financially or by way of advertising the programme or boards around the club, but to, to come down and be part of it and uh, get involved. And, and that was very much a sponsors' day, which we held uh, back in the season, where we invited them all in, you know, for a, um, a bit of hospitality and what have you, but to also see the club in action and to, 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 to form those links uh, with the club, just not through sponsorship, but by getting involved and, and coming down on a Saturday or Tuesday night and watching the football. Now, I know from the conversations that you and I have had over the last, let's say, three months when uh, we've been in lockdown, uh, I haven't been able to get to the ground, but you've kept me updated reasonably regularly with what's going on. But I understand that now, just going back to um, uh, Fibertech again, they've, been, they've got a hand in the latest little venture you've got going on down there. Yeah, we, we have done a lot of work. I mean, there's been all the painting and decorating and uh, of the clubhouse and, and the, the, the buildings, the outbuildings, etc., which all needed uh, a lot of maintenance. But also, we needed to put in some walkways to the new academy classroom and uh, the office, which uh, 
when we had that wet February, uh, really made a mess of all that area. So uh, Five Tech supported us by providing all the materials to build that. And then you may be familiar in the ground where we have a, an area, it's a slight grassy bank, which uh, a number of benches were situated on. But it was always a little bit uh, difficult to walk and get up to that, particularly in the wet weather. So again, they've been um, very generous in uh, providing us all the materials. Gary, one of our youth coaches, is helping uh, myself and others build um, a nice deck and area with steps and everything for those benches to sit on. So uh, that's the project we're working on at the moment. Now that's the um, the area uh, yeah. referred to by uh, the older supporters as the the Wendy House, I believe. <laughs> But it's far from a Wendy house. I think they were, do, they were tongue in cheek. What happened originally, that was built as a tractor shed, you know, for our, um, our equipment for the grass. But when they did the job, and it was done by a couple of uh, our supporters, two brothers, they were the bricklayers and did all the work there. And when they actually finished it, everybody stood there and thought, well, this looks too good for a tractor shed. So it became the committee room. But talking to tractors, you've now got one. We have, yes. Uh, thanks again to um, a lot of fundraising um, from the youth um, and support uh, with the Football Foundation providing us with a grant. Uh, we have uh, purchased a new tractor with all the uh, cutting equipment and basic equipment to, to look after the pitch, um, both here and uh, where our youth play. So uh, that was um, one of those big things on the list that we needed to achieve. Please say that we, we, we've got all that sorted now. So uh, the pitch is looking really smart. And during my time in the chair there, it was very, very, uh, very, very obvious that we needed a better water supply. Now you will know because you've done, you've investigated this a lot, that uh, it's very, very expensive to get a decent high pressure supply in. And at the time when I'm talking about, which is probably, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago now, um, I know the figure quoted then just to put a pipe connector inside the ground, but no, none of the other ancillary bits and pieces was about five grand. So I should imagine that they want now probably double, even treble that. But you've come up with a different solution. Yeah, we did uh, approach um, South East Water um, to look at getting new piping in and connections, etc. But it was very, very expensive. So um, what we've gone for is we've installed a, a 10,000 litre a tank with a pump and pressure regulator. Uh, we've got a new water tractor. So uh, effectively, that allows us to water the pitch, get the uh, volume of water we need, and uh, it's almost self-running. So um, John, our groundsman, he just sets it on its path, and off it goes, and uh, waters the pitch, does its thing, and then turns itself off at the end. So uh, the, the days of going out there, uh, as we have been moving sprinters around um, day after day with this hot weather, has finally come to an end, I'm pleased to say, and uh, we have now got a fully automatic uh, irrigation system in. That's wonderful news, wonderful news. Now, um, I just wonder, this is a question, that it's, a, it's an easy question, it's not a question that's going to shock you in any way, shape or form. How, how do you see your first season, uh, first full season as chairman? You were as involved in the club uh, previously, but this is going to be, well, it's a truncated season, so on your CV, season's completed nil, but... Uh, of achievements so far fantastic so how's it gone so far on the playing side of thing how do you think it's gone well it, it, it's it's been for long uh, it's to say the least you know um, there's been an awful lot to do you know from the start where we decided to bring the clubs together restructure under a limited company and all that was involved with that 
club has grown uh, rapidly. Youth teams, we're now up to 22 youth teams. So whilst we, we, when we first came up with the concept and decided to, to move this forward, we didn't quite expect everything else to happen at the same time. Which is good, it's all positive, but it certainly made the, um, the workload uh, um, and, and the role feel almost like a full-time job. But it's been a pleasure to do. I've got a fantastic team of people around me and that are very supportive, hardworking. So uh, without them, it just wouldn't have happened. You know, it's, it's not a one-man band. It, it is literally, um, you know, everybody has pitched in, done their bit and, and continues to do so. You know, and it's, it's been, uh, I've had a great relationship with Lloyd. You talked about that in, in your quarantine chats and, uh, and you know, we do. We, we, we uh, you know, Lloyd does his thing, I do mine and we work really well together. So um, it, it's, it's made the first season or what we had of it a lot easier than it could have been and certainly um, uh, much more enjoyable than, uh, than I was anticipating with all the changes coming and everything that needed to be done. That's funny, you know, because... Um... I had a nice chat with Lloyd about two or three days ago and we were talking about your relationship with each other. And he said to me, do you know, the funny thing is this quarantine chats, this quarantine, he said, the lockdown has been really painful at times, but there's been other sides of it, he said, which has been a revelation. And he said, one of, the, one of them is the amount of time that I've been able to spend with Steve. He said, because I've been helping down the ground. And he said, all of a sudden, I see a totally different side to the guy. And he said, I, I'm sure he probably does to me as well. But, but you know yourself, when you suddenly spend a couple of hours with someone in a situation where totally unrelated to your normal sort of like, although you were at the football club, you weren't chairman and manager. You were two guys with paintbrushes in your hand, yeah. you know, doing work around the ground. And, and Lloyd, he said to me, he said, it was a fantastic experience. He's really reveled in it. Yeah, it has been good. Uh, I think it's been good for everybody. You know, we're much more relaxed around each other. We've got to know each other outside of, of the football, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yesterday we were all down there. We had a, a huge delivery of, of timber, which needed loving from the car park, you know, around to where we're building this uh, new decking. And, uh, you know, we were all carrying this wood and having a chat and a beer. And uh, um, it, it's been good. It's, it, I think it's, it's formed... Uh, even stronger relationships between everybody and, uh, you know, sets us in good stead for when the uh, season recommences. Yeah, I think I had a, a, an email from him at something like Squiddle O'Clock last night that said, home at last knackered. <laughs> you probably felt the same. Yeah, so that was good. Um, Steve, um, really just to sort of finish off a little bit, um, is there anything that you want to share with the supporters that... Um, maybe they don't know about stuff that's going on around the club that you want to make them aware of. Um, it would be, this is a good format for you. Yeah, to... I think, I think um, we've covered a lot and you've covered a lot with Lloyd in, in the quarantine chats, but I think one of the questions that has uh, been asked of me is what's happening with the 3G. And, uh, you know, we're still on track. We still uh, have that ambition to have a 3G pitch so we can get more playing hours down there. The club can be self-funding for all the reasons we said originally, obviously with pandemic, that has set things back a little bit on our schedule, but we're still on track to, to um, you know, achieve our goals of, of getting the 3G installed and it's progressing nicely. And again, one of the questions is, oh, why are you bought all this equipment and, you know, irrigation system? But it, it's still needed. We've still got a grass pitch. It has to be ready for when football starts. Um, and a lot of that equipment will still be needed to maintain, you know, the 3G pitch. They still need a lot of maintenance and, and work when you have one of those, certainly to keep it to the standard that we will need to be. 
like everything, they're all evolving as well. And uh, I, you and I were aware when we went in that uh, cup game, and they had such a wonderful setup there, and the pitch was just superb, wasn't it? It was. It was very good. And, and, and again, you know, chatting to them, as I have spoken to a number of clubs before we went down this uh, path, you know, what were the benefits they were getting out of the pitch? And uh, apart from the obvious ones of more playing time, you know, it's the revenue it can bring into the club, the other activities, um, you know, within closed seasons that you can do. Um, and one of the things that, you know, is very apparent is that football can't survive on just the money you get through the gate and the bar. You've got to you know, think out of the box and, 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 and generate other income. You rely on your sponsors to bridge that gap, but you have to do other things. And um, the 3G, uh, it, it will be a big part of that. And, and just in case people aren't aware of it, um, these um, artificial pitches, and you've got your new tractor, they do need a lot of maintenance, don't they? They do, yeah. I mean, after the games, you still need to pull big brushes. The tractor will be used to do that. And depending on what type of a pitch we go for, whether it be cork crumb, rubber crumb, or there's a, a newer technology sand crumb out there, um, you know, all of that needs to be maintained, topped up, um, and, and looked after. So, uh, nothing that we're doing at the club is going to be kind of wasted. You know, it's all with this in mind, so that um, whatever we do uh, and whatever we put in will we'll, uh, be supportive of years to come, not just a five minute fix, because we, we, we can't afford to do those. Thank you, Steve. That's a bit very informative and you've, uh, you've been straightforward and upfront with your answers, which I appreciate. One last little thing, and this really revolves around the um, managers and coaches for the junior setup, because um, nice guys in any way, shape or form, these managers and coaches, but they're very protective over their own little environment. So how did they all take on board that they were going to be suddenly part of the big, you know, well, I'd say the big club, the senior club, as opposed to their own little, in inverted commas, fiefdom, kingdom, whatever you call it, where they're in charge of their own little thing. Because sometimes people's egos get in the way, don't they? They do, but I'm pleased to say in, in our instance that hasn't been an issue at all. I mean, everybody uh, you know, was consulted from the very beginning. Um, we, we, we don't really have a hierarchy within the youth. That, you know, Despite being chairman, everything and every decision we made, we made collectively. And this was a big decision. It was agreed by everybody. And so everybody's been on board from the start. And I think the majority have really enjoyed the journey. You know, there have been times where we've all said, with the amount of work, um, you know, we've all still got full-time jobs and uh, families to look after. And uh, did we make the right, uh, right decision? But we know deep down we have. As I say, we've all of us put it together in the right direction. It makes it a lot easier and everybody does their bit. So uh, I couldn't ask more of them, to be honest. You know, they've been so supportive, even when... You know, it, 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 it's got a bit too much. Still turned up, they've still been there, you know, whether it be stewarding, manning the uh, gates, tickets office, raising money from the horse racing nights and then bingo nights, we've done the quiz nights, to being down there now, digging holes, concreting, painting, you name it, they're there doing it. So couldn't ask more of them. For me, that just about wraps the chat up today, but I'd like to say uh, to uh, Steve Clayton, Chairman of Whitstall Town, thank you so much for your... Uh, time today i know your time is precious both work-wise and with the club and from me to thank uh, all the supporters for the support that they've given to what we've been trying to do over this pandemic time where we've been running our little uh, quarantine chats i know that they've uh, been welcome because honestly we've had so many uh, questions coming in i've had people phoning me up uh, the response has been truly truly great so thanks to everybody out there from me um, and lloyd although Lloyd's not with me today. 
Um, he's uh, probably either down the ground or at home. Oh, I don't know where he is. But, uh, uh, we've all had a day off today, so. Uh... All right, well, that, that just about wraps it up for me. So thanks, Steve. Very much Thank you, Tony. You're listening to Belmont Banter, podcast here every week for news, views and football banter. 